Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good, good day for moving along. Yeah, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? Good day from morning till night. Well, good morning, Grand Valley, and welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? As Arthur Godfrey used to say, and I say Arthur Godfrey, and I realize that there isn't there aren't four of you who know who Arthur Godfrey was when I say that, but once upon a time, he was a great, big, important radio guy. 710, 10 minutes after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show is up and running for a Wednesday, the midweek edition of the program. It is a cold morning, but it's going to be an okay day today. Forecast says sunny and high 50, 51 or so, but right now, 26 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 23 at the Highlands, 20 at my backyard in Elm Grove and 25 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Uh, partly sunny, a bit warmer tomorrow, then some rain comes in for the weekend. Um, but really, all in all, uh, not a bad uh, forecast. It's just a, just a cold morning, and there was a frost on the windshield of my car, Mr. Slider. Uh, no, let me rephrase that. There was frost on the window of the car that I came in this morning. My car's in the shop, so my wife brought me in this morning. And... Um, she doesn't have a defroster, so <laughs> had to had to manually defrost. If you know what I'm saying, the car this morning. So if you're out and about this morning, please be careful. The uh, the uh, uh, there's going to be frost on your windshield, um, and it's going to be cold for at least at least for a while. But hopefully it uh, it will uh, warm up. Bob, welcome back. We had a little day off there yesterday, but we're back. I did, Howard, and I feel bad about it. I want to apologize for everyone. I, I know what that's like to be there in the morning. You're ready to listen to your radio show, and, uh, well, it's not there. And it was completely my fault yesterday. I, I woke up, Howard, and I just I, I, I couldn't stay out of bed. And this was after nine hours sleep. That's all I did before that uh, yesterday morning. I called you at 5, and, man, I, I had my tail between my legs, but I, I I knew I just couldn't go. When I get a phone call from you at 5 a.m. in the morning, the phone, Not ring, good. phone rings, and I look at this slider. It's like, uh-oh, I don't know what this is, but it can't be good. Yeah. So, so I, again, I feel bad. I let everybody down yesterday, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll get through it today. You know what about our, our listeners, though? I had a lot of text and also uh, on X, on Twitter, and on Facebook. And they didn't say, damn you, why aren't you on the air? You know what they said? I hope, hope everybody's, everybody's okay. all right. I hope everybody's well. And I get those, too. And a lot of them thought it was you. You know, uh, it was, is it Howard? Is Howard okay? No, no, Howard's I'm fine. Used, I'm the sick one most of the Howard's time. fine. It's me. I can't go today. So, again, uh, sorry I let everybody down yesterday, but uh, we'll, we'll get through today, and uh, we'll have a good show today. All right. And we do have a lot to do today in our very short program. Carter Bank is now circling the green briar. We wondered when that was going to happen. It is happening now. They attempt to collect their $300 million from the Jim Justice companies. Brad McElhinney in to talk about that. Brad will also give us a review of the GOP gubernatorial debate last night. Basically, uh, the, as I didn't watch it. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I, I read Brad's report. Basically, all of the GOP gubernatorial candidates said, I'm more Trump than you are. No, I'm more Trump than you are. We'll talk about that with Brad coming up a bit later on. Speaking of Trump, federal court, a federal appeals court yesterday ruled Trump does not have immunity from prosecution. They ruled what most of us know, 
Even the president's not above the law. They said it quite clearly. Some of the statements they made were, were amazing. One of the lines that I loved the most, the federal court said, president, former President Trump is now citizen Trump. That's all he is. We'll get into that. King Charles diagnosed with cancer. What does that mean? Our royalty reporter, Victoria Jones, comes in to tell us what that might mean for the monarchy, for Great Britain, and frankly, for Prince Charles and the rest of the royal family. So all of that's coming up. Anywhere along the way, you want to join us, 304-214-1600, Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-232-8255, Frio Stack Auction Service phone line. Bob, we have wondered out loud, you and I frequently, as this these debts against Governor Justin's companies have racked up over the years. And now, in the last month or so, Carter Bank going to court, $300 million. The just companies tried to say, no, we're not going to pay that. You know, it's not fair. It's not right. Courts have ruled, yeah, you do have to pay it. Carter Bank is owed $300 million. First, they came for the chopper. Then the question you and I had had at some point, are they coming for the Greenbrier? And I hadn't heard much talk about that until yesterday when the Carter Bank folks have put official notice there's going to be an auction of the Greenbrier Sporting Club. Now, that's not the Greenbrier itself, but surrounding the Greenbrier, they sell a bunch of houses and property, and they call it the Greenbrier Sporting Club, still owned by the Justice Companies. So when I say they're circling the Greenbrier, I mean, they, literally, they're going to the, the buildings around the Greenbrier. They're going up for auction in March. And, Howard, what, what really gets me is, okay, I understand the, the governor has fallen on some times where everybody is uh, cashing in their chips. But he must not have anything. We talked about this months ago when he lost property for a tax sale. Okay. That's nothing really new. You get behind on taxes, but they give you a chance to square up. He never squared he up. He didn't, no. And now this property that is got to be very valuable just because it's so close to the Greenbrier. Oh, and I, I was there just a few weeks ago. Yeah. and Beautiful property. And it appears that he has no attempt to, to retain the property. So does he have any money in the bank? No, well, you remember there was a, there was a court filing. It's, it's so hard to keep all these court filings on track. There was a court filing a few months ago where his attorneys basically said, we have no money. I mean, they said that in court filing. We got no money. He certainly acts it. So I wonder, Howard, I wonder if that was all a mirage, a charade about him being the state's only billionaire. How in the hell do you lose all that money? He certainly wasn't paying his bills. He wasn't paying his, ba his bank notes. I don't think it was ever there. And what has been kind of lost in the shuffle about this uh, Carter Bank and the other folks coming for loan debts. Remember, he has a huge amount of back taxes and fees and penalties and stuff, which is not the same as a loan debt, but he's got all of those debts out there to pay too. Uh, and I don't know. I, you know, is is this the turning point where the? It's one thing for them to come get Jim Justice Coal Company's helicopter. Oh well, they took his chopper. The Greenbrier is an iconic brand in West Virginia, and to come for the Greenbrier, will that? Will that be, again, I want to be clear, right now they're coming for what they call the Greenbrier Sporting Club, owned by the Justice Companies. It's literally ringing, it rings the Greenbrier itself, but it's not the actual Greenbrier yet. But if they come for the Greenbrier, is that the turning point where people say that's enough is enough? You know, we, we don't care if you lose your jet, but Greenbrier is too important to us. If you remember, Howard, I asked you and John McCabe that question. You know, I'm, I'm not a mortgage broker, uh, uh is it only the collateral that you put up to 
for that loan? Or do they look at everything you own and say, no, you owe us money. That wasn't part of the collateral, but you own it and you owe us money. Let me put the same caveat as you. I'm not a real estate guy. But my understanding is the court judgment was they got money. You can go get it. Again, they took the chopper. Now they're going for Greenbrier Sporting Club property. I think they're scumming, combing the the books. Wonder what he's got. We can sell. I, that's my that's my sense of it. If any attorneys or real estate people tell me I'm wrong, help us. I, I'll be I'll be happy to say okay, I was wrong. But I think basically the courts have said go get him, get what you need. Then if that's true, I don't know how in the world he holds on to the Greenbrier. Well, I mean, he, the dogs are barking. They are at the door. You know that what they say when the dogs are at? They are literally at the door. Again, I was just there in December. I know I I could walk from the Greenbrier to the sporting club. Okay. I mean, that, that's how close it is. It's just literally outside. The, and they are beautiful. Pro, uh, they'll... they'll Pitch a, they'll, they'll fetch a pretty penny. I bet. And then you got to wonder, okay, uh, I, he has to have at least one home, you think. He doesn't He doesn't stay in Charleston. He he, he goes home. So I, I'm thinking he owns his home. Is, is that up in, in, in the air? His home is in Lewisburg. And, I, again, I, you know, I always begin the phrase, if it were you and me. If it were you and me, they come for our they house. They already had it. They come for our house. And again, this man was supposed to be the only billionaire, what, just a handful of years ago, less than 10 years ago, uh, he, he, he was swimming in money. Where the hell did it all go? Uh, the Wall Street Journal did a piece last week, I think, and I had the article in front of me until this morning, and I thought, ah, I'm not going to do it. Any-. I had it for two or three days, I threw it away. But basically, the Wall Street Journal front page this, and Hoppy interviewed the author. And it was about the 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 dual the dualness of Jim Justice in West Virginia, one of the most beloved figures in the state by the people, and one of the most hated people by business folks because he owes everybody money, and that was a really interesting piece in Wall Street Journal about how you know the general public is still still loving him, still loves him. But those who are who look at the dollars and cents go, what the hell is wrong with this guy? If I worked for him and I didn't despise him, I'd try to rally Alex Mooney this morning. I'd say, look, we got a shot here. We have a shot. If if this goes statewide, where he loses the Greenbrier, or or even is there's a chance that he loses the Greenbrier, we have to start running ads, not about Alex Mooney. We have to find people from the state that. Jim Justice owes them money and have them tell their story in 20 seconds, how they hit the skids because the governor won't pay up. You know, Mooney has so far been um, pretty silent in terms of his uh, public media about Justice's financial problems and personal problems. And I think his I think his philosophy was, let the media do the work for me. You know, no, we haven't. We let him down, haven't we? Aaron? Well, I mean, you know, let Metro News and Monroe and Slider let let them stir this pot about how what's going on with him, uh, and I won't have my have to get my hands down. But there will come a point at which I think you're right. Mooney will say, "All right, now it's time to." Can't you? I mean, I, well, begin with if I don't want Mooney to win. No, <laughs> I don't either. I hate the idea. But of can't that. you? I can, I can see the commercial. Sure. Pictures of the Greenbrier, you know, beautiful. For sale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Foreclosure. The, the beautiful Greenbrier, an iconic brand in West Virginia, a staple of the Mountain State for years, attracting people from all over the country. 
for sale. Sold, sold, sold! Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can sell. Now, Brad's going to be in next hour, and we're going to talk more about this. He's been looking into this. Um, and the, the big question I have is how soon before they come for the Greenbrier? This is not the Greenbrier. This is a separate entity called the Greenbrier Sporting Club. And there are individual lots. I don't know how many of them there are, but there are a whole bunch of individual lots that are now being sold at auction in March at some point. Brad's in later on this morning, and we're going to talk about that. 7.20 here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Another local story just for a second or two, Bob. Um, boy, Ben Seidler got ticked off last night at Winning City Council. I like it when Ben gets a little hot. When Ben, <laughs> when ben gets hot, he gets hot. Um, and he was really distressed because... Uh, the suspension bridge, we believe, is not going to be open to the pu- public for vehicular traffic anymore. His distress really was that how come nobody told us? They re- Remember this how this more recent story got started. The uh, highway officials were interviewed, actually on Channel 9, a live interview on Channel 9, where he said, oh, I don't think it's, I don't believe it's likely they'll we'll open that. But we haven't made a decision yet, but we don't think it's likely. And everyone picked up on that. We had the mayor on here talking about that. The mayor told us that, uh, well, I've he- heard the rumors from other sources that it's not going to be open to vehicular traffic. But uh, Ben Seidler is upset. Uh, he says, and I'm going to quote it from the, I'm quoting from the paper. It's very disappointing to hear through the news, not even direct contact with them, that it's likely not going to be open to vehicular traffic. It's important in an emergency and a flood. People need to get off the island, or even our law enforcement uses that heavily. So the fact that we heard about that, you know, through the news and not directly kind of questions like, why has there not been better communication with the state and the city? Well, up until the last month or so, did you look at how they handle the streetscape project? The city would wake up and say, oh, look at that. They've shut down one of our streets. And, Howard, I ask why, 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 way, way more than you. But it seems to me from the beginning, the I don't know if they'd ever come on and admit it, but it seems like the state is, they're ticked off at the city. You know, it's like we're going to do it our way and we're not going to tell you too much about it. Well, that's certainly, I, 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 that certainly has been the actions. Now, I want to be fair. After the ruckus was raised by us and by so many other people, and then the city got really involved as well about closing Market Street and, or Main Street and I'm sorry Market Street and some of the downtown problems and the business people complaining and so on. After that happened a month ago, two months ago, the state then began to get a little more communicative. And now they're holding these meetings once a week, and they're you know, but it, it they went on for what two years before they finally bothered to tell. Again, they literally shut down streets without telling the city, without telling the business. Poor Matt Welsh over here. Wakes up one morning, goes in to make breakfast, and oh, look at that. My street's shut down. I got a giant hole in front of me. I wouldn't think that they would conduct business like this all the time. To me, I think there there was a wedge. Something happened between the state and the city. I could speculate. But it just seemed like they said, uh, we're going to show you who's boss. And you, If you think we treated you bad before, well, wait. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, and I, 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 this and I, those thoughts run through my mind, too. On the other hand, look at the amount of money they have poured into this area. I mean, I, I added up once a time, but time, time you count the I-470, not I-470, the I-70 Bridges Project, the uh, suspension bridge, the streetscape, so many. We're at half a million, half a billion dollars they've invested in this area in the last handful of years. So they haven't ignored us. They just haven't told us what they're doing. Yeah, again, it's easy to sit back and point the finger, but uh, just bad communication from the beginning, and we're still dealing with it. Ben was distressed. 
Ben, we'll get him, Ben. Ben was distressed last night. All right, 724-24 after the hour. Watchdog Morning Show is underway for a uh, Wednesday. A minute or two when we come back about somebody else who is distressed. That's the Donald. He went berserk after a federal court ruled yesterday. We'll talk about that next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hello, West Virginia. This is Congressman Alex Mooney. West Virginia spending should reflect West Virginia values. That's why I always work to be your conservative fiscal watchdog in Washington, voting against tax increases and cutting government spending, all while looking after our hardworking families. Liberals continue to harm middle and working class Americans with rampant inflation, all the while going around Congress to send our tax dollars overseas. I will continue to do everything in my power to rein in this White House's policies and keep the power in the hands of the people where it belongs. I'm Congressman Alex Mooney. If you have questions about how your tax dollars are being spent, I want to hear from you. Call my local office at 304-264-8810 or visit my website at mooney.house.gov. Paid for with official funds from the office of Alex Mooney. Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Oh, it's so nice to be with you. It is. I love all the things you say and do. We love and being with you. Bob Slider loves being with you so much, he's wrapped up in a blanket and worried he might throw up. But by God, we're doing the show anyway. I'm glad the cameras are not on, <laughs> The cameras are not on today, that's that's for sure. 727 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 26 at the airport, 23 at the Highlands, 20 in Elm Grove, 25 uh, here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Mostly sunny, a high today, around 50-ish or so. Full forecast with Adam not too far away. Donald Trump um, was mightily distressed yesterday. I know this because I get the email from his campaign and from his Truth Social accounts and so on. And he went absolutely berserk because yesterday a federal appeals court ruled the president, the former president, does not have immunity from prosecution. You know, Trump has been claiming basically the Nixon line. Remember the Nixon line, Bob? If the president does it, it's not against the law. Well, that's what Trump's been claiming. And you know what the federal appeals court said yesterday? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. That the president is not above the law. He is able to be prosecuted for criminal acts. 
quoting, and I love a couple of these quotes here from the Federal Appeals Court. For the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become citizen Trump. I just love that line. And I'll bet that just has to, that in itself had to send him pulling off that dead animal he has on top of his head. You know, just, what the, what? Citizen Trump, I am the president. For the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become citizen Trump, which thinking people know. Every, we know that. We learned that in school, Bob. No one is above the law. That's the way it should be. And the, and the court said yesterday, this is true with Trump. If proven, now if proven, the court wrote, Trump's efforts to usurp the 2020 presidential election will be, quote, an unprecedented assault on the structure of our government. And they go on to say it will be a striking paradox if the president, who alone is vested with the constitutional duty to take care of the laws, be faithfully executed, were the only officer allowed to defy the laws and not be held accountable. So basically they said that um, Trump can be prosecuted. Now, they're not saying he's going to be found guilty, but he is. the argument that you can't prosecute me, I'm above the law, I have immunity, not true, not true. It looks like now it's all going to come down to timing. If, if the Supreme Court gets it in there before the election, yep. Howard, is that where you're at? Well, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, Trump obviously has said, or his campaign has said, they will appeal this. Um, try, I, try to I, slow things down. Well, look, we know what he wants. He he wants to get past. He wants to get to the election, win the election, and then just take control. You know, whether it's pardon himself or he to be convicted, uh, throw out the judges, clean the slate. You know, one of the truth social, uh, no, not truth social. One of the campaign letters that came out yesterday. Um, looking at the federal appeals is well now Joe Biden is taking control of the entire federal government. The entire federal government is now out to get me, even the federal courts. Well, you know, it's asinine. You're going to have that kind of crazy talk, Howard. And, you know, from the beginning, I said, and I hope I'm right for, for a couple of reasons. I like going on the radio and kind of going against everyone else and being right. But I said this whole thing is for nothing. Donald Trump will not be on the ballot in November, and I hope I'm right. Um, again, I think it's a possibility. We'll see. Tomorrow, so the Supreme Court will will probably not probably. I'm sure they will hear this immunity case. Remember, this is I think I'm right. This is the case that Jack Smith, the prosecutor, wanted to jump straight to the Supreme Court for. He wanted to bypass the federal courts. He asked the Supreme Court, "Would you rule on this now? Because if you're going to tell me he, he has immunity, then there's no sense in prosecuting him." Yes. Uh, but the Supreme Court said, "No, we're not going to jump the, the proper procedure. You have to go through the lower courts." Well, they've gone through the lower courts now. And he is going to take it there. Tomorrow, tomorrow the Supreme Court hears arguments about whether or not Trump can even be on the ballot. The so-called 14th Amendment argument. I think it's the Colorado case. There are several states that have now ruled he cannot be on the ballot because of the 14th Amendment. I think it's Colorado that now goes tomorrow before the Supreme Court. So if so, the Supreme Court would back that up, is that nipped in the bud? Is it over then, Howard? I, I'm not sure the procedure of this, but if this... If the, if the Supreme Court says that 14th Amendment argument can stand, then it will, I think, go back to individual states who are then allowed to say Donald Trump is not eligible to be on our ballot. He is not a valid candidate. He committed, in the words of that third Section 3 of Amendment 14, insurrection against the country, and therefore he is prohibited from holding office. Now, there's a lot of folks who argue different things. I read one place last night. Someone said... 
that they believe he, he should and would be disqualified, but he couldn't be disqualified until he's elected again. So, I, you know, I don't know how the Supreme but, – but so as you have said multiple times, this is racing its way now to the Supreme Court. And I know that they're a wildly conservative court, and I know that, what, four of them have been appointed by Trump. But even the, even the you know, I, I'm of the belief that there are, even among those goofy conservatives on that court, there are enough who will say, geez, you know, we, the country can't, we just can't upend the country just for Donald Trump. We can't just vote no because he appointed us. So I, I, think, I think he's in serious trouble. I think this federal court ruling yesterday is just an indicator. It's, it's bite by bite, bit by bit, you know. It's, it's a inch by inch. Oh, inch by inch. Slowly. <laughs> I think just like back uh, when uh, when Gerald Ford said, you know, for the goodness of the country, I pardoned him. I think for the goodness of the country, the Supreme Court ought to come in and just nip this right in the bud. Uh, it would be a great way to, for him to say that. I don't know that you get a unanimous vote, but I think you've got enough. You know, you have people like Clarence Thomas who may not be willing to, 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 to go the full way. But I think you've got enough on the court to have a ruling, to, to have a majority ruling that, A, he could be disqualified. And I, I firmly believe, I don't think there's any question, the Supreme Court will uphold the argument that he is not above the law. And if all those things happen, Howard, you would think looking ahead, now he'd have to scramble to stay out of prison. Now he'd have to look for pardons. He'd have to look for that type of thing. And that's what he's scrambling for right now. And let's... <laughs> Well, I don't want to go too far down the road. You're pretty happy today, aren't you? Well, I, you know, it was a, when I saw the headline yesterday. It was like, oh yes, I like this. This is a good story. I'm I'm pleased with this. I'm pleased with this. Uh, think about this though. You talk about it. let's assume that he does not get elected and he is then uh, convicted and he might put on an orange jumpsuit and then he needs to, he needs to get a pardon from whoever the next president is. Now, Joe Biden might actually be compassionate enough to to do that. I don't know. But can you imagine if, if it turns out to be one of his Republican rivals, the people that he just slammed upside one side and down the other in the in the primary, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie. Oh, can you help me? Can you give me a, 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 a yeah, do you remember the words? Here, let me just read. Here's some of the things you said about me, sir. So I'm thinking, uh, no, <laughs> no. It's going to be interesting, Howard. 734, 26 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of quick texts coming in. Uh, on the uh, Jim Justice story, uh, Howard, people like Jim Justice hide their assets. Everyone was bashing Mary Lou Retton. Mr. Justice is not unlike Trump. I don't know where Retton fits in there, in there but yeah, Mr. Justice is a lot like Trump. I mean, this is very akin to the, the Trump stuff. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think it meant like Mary Lou Retton had assets to take care of her medical bills. She chose to go the other I way. I got you. Okay. I get, uh, okay. All right. uh, you understood it better than I did. I speak at lingo, Howard. Okay. I got it. Um, there was another one here, and I have lost another Jim Justice story. Uh, t- text, and I don't. Don't know. Don't know where it is. So we'll. Oh, uh, and this guy wants to be your senator. Wow, West Virginia. You know what? You, you can't argue with that, Howard. As much as I hate Alex Mooney, but man, you can't hardly argue with that. Well, I, I, all right, let me think about this a minute. 
Mooney, who is just a... <laughs> or Justice is a deadbeat. We won Elliot. We won Elliot. <laughs> he is, she, let me put it this way. The mayor may have been reading that... Like I read the, the Trump story with a little smile on my face. Mayor Elliot might have been reading that Greenbrier yeah. story. With, Good morning, mm, Mayor. Hmm. I'm seeing some possibilities here. I think if he, uh, yeah, we could do that. All right, 736, 24 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Cold morning. We're going to be a nice day today. We'll get the details of that in fight coming up in a minute or two. Right now, we'll head to the news desk of WTRF-TV, and our good friend Taylor Long is there. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 7th. Crews were working overnight to clear up a Belmont County road that closed due to a propane tanker truck crash. The Belmont County Sheriff's Office said that County Road 56 Maynard Road between State Route 9 and Cag Hill Road had been closed after a call came in just after 4.30 p.m. yesterday. Belmont County EMA Director Dave Ivan confirms to 7 News that out of precaution, officials closed off a half-mile evacuation zone. They were waiting for another tanker to offload the truck that crashed. Now the cause of the crash is unknown, but crews were hoping to reopen the road as soon as the other tanker arrived. Stay with 7 News for updates. And Brook County officials are blaming the state tax department for a significant error in assessing oil and gas for the 2023 tax year based on a 2021 production data. The failure to analyze the data led to drastically reduced assessments impacting Brook County, among others. The county was expected to receive an additional $4.4 million. Commission President A.J. Thomas emphasized that the error was not the fault of local county assessors or their staff, but the states affecting multiple departments' funding. The other counties affected were Doddridge, Harrison, Marshall, Monongalia, Pleasance, Tyler, and Wetzel counties. 7 News has reached back out to the state tax department and are waiting for a response. All new this morning, every 33 seconds, cardiovascular disease claims a life. As per the CDC, heart disease, stroke, and other cardiovascular diseases collectively result in the death of over 877,000 Americans annually. That's why February is being recognized as American Heart Month, giving people a chance to better understand the significance of heart health. Now, there are multiple ways you can keep your heart healthy, and those include eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly, and limiting alcohol intake. That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the health plan known for exceptional local customer service and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you, The Health Plan. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. 
How tough are you? It's the 43rd annual Budweiser Tough Man Contest. Co-sponsored by WTOV9, Eagle 107.5, Wheeling, Ohio County CBB, Thomas Auto Centers, The World Gym, Jill's Gentleman's Club, A Class Act, ICR Equipment Rental, Sales and Supply, and Honda Direct Line. Coming February 16th and 17th to Wheeling's West Banco Arena. If you think you're tough enough and willing to get in the ring and prove it, sign up to fight at WBToughman.com. Ladies, if you want to be a ring girl and strut your stuff in the ring, sign up at WBToughman.com. Tickets go on sale this Saturday at the West Banco Arena box office or online at WestBancoArena.com. It's the 43rd annual Budweiser Tough Man Contest coming February 16th and 17th to Wheeling's West Banco Arena. Planning to stay in Wheeling Tough Man Weekend? The Wheeling, Ohio County CVB is offering special hotel rates for Tough Man fighters, ring girls, and fans. For details, visit WBToughman.com. Get your tickets today and tough it out. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free on-site consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Last night, I didn't get to sleep at all. No, no. Yes, but she was with others. Fifth Dimension. Fifth Dimension. Every day days, my big time rock and roll disc jockey days was always Marilyn McCoo. I remember her. Yeah. Fifth Dimension. Absolutely. Uh, this is a good song, too. What were you thinking last night, Bob Slider? Man, I hope I can go to sleep. I just hope I can <laughs> sleep a little bit more. 19 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The uh, Greenbrier Sporting Club, which is the series of high-end properties that surround the Greenbrier itself and are owned by the Justice Companies, are going up for auction next month. Brad McElhinney coming in next hour to explain more about that. And is the Greenbrier going to end up in the target zone as well? That's with Brad coming up next hour. And King Charles now has been diagnosed with cancer. He is stepping back from his public duties and our, our royal reporter and old friend Victoria Jones coming in to talk about that. Victoria and I talked about it yesterday off the air a bit, Bob. The one thing that both of us find a little frightening is that Prince Harry rushed to his side. Yeah. You know, it wasn't It wasn't like, Dad has got cancer and, you know, you ought to go see him when you can't. No, I mean, he hopped on a flight, first flight he could get there. And that's, those two haven't been very close here recently. That's correct. So, And, and you know what, Howard, you got to think about, I mean, he – he patiently waited for his time. It's, I almost want to laugh at him right. because it's like, you know, and it went, you know, he didn't get very much of a time, and now it appears he might hardly have any time at all. We don't. We well, we'll talk with Victoria. We don't know what his cancer is. He went in for a prostate exam. By the way, Victoria asked me, "What? What is that?" I had to explain to her what the prostate was. How graphic was that? Yeah, Howard? It, well, the I, the only way you can describe it is well. Anyway, um, uh, uh, so he went in for a prostate exam, but they say it's not prostate cancer. That's they said it's not prostate cancer. We don't know what kind of cancer he's got. 
We'll talk about that next hour. Let's talk about the weather right now. Adam Ficus here from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. What a transition. Yes, indeed. <laughs> from, <laughs> from, how's your prostate? Yeah, how's your prostate this morning? <laughs> Young and good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I, che- I checked mine before I left. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> just stop me somebody stop me stop me already let's turn to the weather yeah let's go let's go right to the weather really cold morning we're going to be an okay pleasant day today right yeah cold start to the morning last i saw most of us in the mid to low 20s more frost so once again like we want to give the car a couple extra minutes but the good news though we stay sunny and we're back into the 50s for everyone this afternoon. I like the sound of that. And we're going to be in the 50s for quite a few days, right? Yep. Through the, I would say the first half of the weekend we'll be in the mid to upper 50s. Might even see a couple spots try to push the 60s. So I was luckily able to break back out my walking forecast for today through Friday. So it's promising that we'll see some nice weather, just unfortunately doesn't stay with us too much longer. All right, that sounds good. Now, a couple of days of sunshine and uh, nice temperatures. Nice temperatures stay with us, but we do begin to see some rain for the weekend. Am I right about that? Yep. The good news, though, is no day is going to be a washout. Every day is just spottier straight. Friday, we might see a stray shower in the morning, but that's it. We see partly cloudy skies for the rest of the day. Saturday, cold front moves on through, so we'll see a few spotty showers on and off throughout the day, but it's nothing that's going to be too heavy. The day itself is not going to be washout. Still cloudy, gloomy, but at least in the 50s. Even Sunday, just a stray shower in the evening. So, luckily, no day is going to be completely terrible, but just unfortunately a bit more gloomy for the weekend. Now, it looks like we, it looks like, so a nice couple of days, rain for the weekend. Uh, Temperature's still nice the entire period through the weekend. It looks like we turn cooler again beginning of next week, right? Yep, exactly. Sunday, we're still above average, but we dip back into the 40s. Monday and Tuesday, we get closer back to our average. Good chance we'll see rain both Monday and Tuesday. Some snow could mix that, in, but it's nothing that's going to be that, too heavy and nothing that's going to accumulate. That, what, hmm? what did you just say there? I'm sorry. I said the four-letter S word that's <laughs> not related to poop. Um, but... <laughs> It's snow? It should be mainly rain, Howard. Okay. So that's the good part. Okay. Temperatures stay mainly above freezing. So if you do see any flakes, nothing that's going to accumulate. Okay. But unfortunately, once we get past Tuesday, good chance we see our temperatures at average and below average for the rest of the month. Oh, okay. So so, what you're saying is really enjoy this week, a nice sunny, uh, at least the next few days, sunny and in the 50s for several days. Take advantage of that. Even the weekend where it's rainy, take advantage of it because it'll be in the 50s, and then we go back to cold weather after that. Mother Nature decides to return us from spring back to where we should be for the time of the year. Okay. It is uh, cold this morning, though. Again, 26 at the airport, 23 at the Highlands, 20 at my backyard weather station in Elm Grove, and 25 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studio. So, And uh, Frost was on the windshield this morning and uh, had to warm the car up. So cold morning, nice day. Uh, get out and enjoy it, but wait until it warms up a little bit. All right, Adam. Sorry we missed you yesterday. Sorry, Adam. A slider was thrown Everyone out. feeling better? Yeah, a little bit. It wasn't prostate, so. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> we should not make fun of that. Oh, boy. All right, Adam, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot, my friend. I appreciate it. Back tomorrow. Thank you. 13. 13 of the...
there's nothing funny about Brian. Why am I? Why am I making a joke about? It's that? not funny, Howard, because I wore mine out in the '80s. I'll tell you that. Uh, Thirteen to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, slider on sports in a minute or two. Uh, I've got some Super Bowl statistics off the not not like you know yardage. Are you going to make some predictions? Howard? No, 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 no. You want to join Bear and I, good no, old boys on sports no, no, on Saturday? No. no, no. I just had some time yesterday, so I looked up some numbers that are just absolutely fascinating to me, and we'll talk about that if we have time after we get to Slider on Sports, and we'll get to that coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Right now, I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. People came from miles around. Everyone was there. Yoko brought a walrus. There was magic in the air. And over in the corner, much to my surprise, Mr. Hughes hid in Dylan's shoes, wearing his disguise. It's 7.50, to the hour here on the Watchdog right. Morning Show. It's all right now. Well, I don't know Bob, but it's all right now. Uh, at least we're here, so that's better than we were yesterday. That's a step in the right direction. And uh, if ever there was a definition of a guy who uh, gives his all to the company, it's, uh, it's Mr. Slider, because I'm going to be brutally honest with you, sir, if it were me, I'd be home in bed. 
but I guess I, give I tried you, that yesterday. Howard, it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, it didn't work. Okay, I got that. Hey, we got some good stuff. Coming up next week, just looking ahead real quick to next week, a couple of things I think you're going to really get a, a kick out of. I mentioned this to you off the air. Uh, we're going to talk to the author of a book about the mayors of Chicago and how things change so dramatically after Richard Daly and how the Chicago has changed since then. I know that Chicago is a place where you, you worked there, right? I worked near Chicago, yes. Uh, but, man, what a city it is. We're going to talk about that. with uh, Also next week, I last week I had said it was this week. I lied. Next week we'll talk to Sean McCracken. Oh, okay, great. Mysterious West Virginia. He'll be with us. And also next week we're going to start the week off talking with David Croft from the school board in Ohio County about this idea of late start for the school, later Can't start wait. time. So we've got a busy week next week. I got Can't to, wait to talk to David. Took uh, took time yesterday to actually, well, you know, plan things. Way to go, Howard. <laughs> Eight before the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Time for Slider on sports. We don't have a lot, but last night in Pittsburgh, after being off for a week due to the All-Star game, the Penguins hosted the Winnipeg Jets. Tristan Jari stopped all 24 shots he faced, earning his league-leading sixth shutout. It was Pittsburgh over Winnipeg, 3 to nothing. Brian Rust, Jeff Carter, and Chris Letang all scored goals for the Pens. Next up for Pittsburgh, they traveled to Minnesota on Friday to take on the Wild. A game you heard right here on the Watchdog Radio uh, Network last night. Boys basketball, Wheeling Central, traveled to Martins Ferry. The winner would move on to Saturday's OVAC championship game. The game went back and forth, Howard, but Wheeling Central comes out on top. They win 60-52. to Quentin Berlinski had 14 points. Max Oliosh had 13. Troy Anthony had 12. The Knights, Howard, bad luck again. The Knights played without their star forward, Eli Sancone. Yeah, what happened there? It looks like he broke his wrist. Aich. You know, you got to remember, last year he missed the entire season because he tore his knee up. And uh, he was having a heck of a season, but he broke his wrist last week, and it appears that he will miss the rest of the season. Wow. And I want to apologize to Wheeling Park and Cameron fans. They played last night. I just did not have the scores, but they also qualified for the championship game this Saturday, and we will have it all. Five boys' championship games all in one day this Saturday right here on the Watchdog starting at 10 o'clock. And uh, tomorrow I'll have all the matchups and the times. I promise, Howard, I'll do a little bit better job tomorrow. I'll have them all right here tomorrow on Slatter on Sports. Slatter on Sports time, 7.54. Yes, we, we are the Ohio Valley home of local sports, no question about that. How many games? Five? Uh, five. Five on Saturday? Five. Start at 10, and then the last one uh, starts at 6 o'clock. You uh, told me a couple of days ago, I think it was off the air, but you, uh, you said, do you know how much a Super Bowl ticket costs? And what did you tell me? I forget now, but it was thousands of dollars. You told me six thousand dollars. Yes, and I believe that probably was right a couple of days ago. You want to go? Uh, well, oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, you've been there. I've never been to the Super Bowl. I um, I checked uh, yesterday. Every, the the uh, low ticket the low ticket price now seven thousand dollars, and I think six is probably right when you said it a couple of days ago. It's just how much has gone up. It's now up to seven thousand um, dollars, and you can get. Let me see if some of this left. Less than a week ago, the uh, the price was six thousand uh, dollars. Now it's up to nine, up to seven thousand dollars. And uh, if you want to buy one of the big ticket, big packages, Bob, 
$88,860 is a one-ticket package you can buy. That's one person going to show out $88,000 for their Super Bowl weekend experience. Yeah, well, that's not the weekend. Hotel prices, hotel prices. That's just one day then? And that's just, that's not, that's not, the hotel prices are 76% higher than average. Um, if you want to get to one of the luxury suites on the Strip, uh, $1,800 per night, if you'd like now, I suppose that's not a bad for high rollers, right? I mean, I can't pay it, but probably well, not. Pay I it. don't know that many people that could. We don't know too many people who could buy tickets for seven thousand or eight thousand dollars either. So there you go. Um, the Bellagio has discounted rooms at sixteen hundred dollars. Oh, thanks. A night. So yeah, that's a bargain. That. Uh, but if you want to go to the Four Seasons, three thousand six hundred dollars per night. Per night. And if you'd like a suite. You know, have a little bedroom and kitchenette and all that kind of stuff. This is at the... Because uh, you can't afford to go out. If, if you're going to show out that kind of money, you better eat in a room. $25,000 <laughs> for a night. Holy so, hell. I mean, start to add that up. $25,000 for a suite. Let's get an average ticket price. Seven is low. Maybe 12. Pick that number. Some Is that, I don't know, 14, something like that. So 25. Let's call it 15 because it makes my math easier. That's $40,000. That doesn't include airfare out there. That doesn't include you're a fifty, sixty thousand dollars for to go watch the game. I tell you, Howard, the NFL one of these times is going to go too far, and and diehard fans like me are going to say no, no more because you can't. The common man can't afford to go no. to the super. The, the true football fan well, the common, that has been there for decades, he he has no chance of going. The common, I mean, I, I suppose there might be scalpers that have them cheaper somewhere. Better have a security guard if you're going to have that kind of money transaction. You but, but the cheaper, the cheap tickets right now, the average man tickets, if you will, are seven thousand dollars. Got in your pocket? Do you have, you have that in your pocket right well, now? Again, if you're a scalper, you better have a Brinks truck behind you. Think of all that money you're carrying. Yes, <laughs> Holy hell. I mean, so in case you're curious, those are some of the rates for the Super Bowl. Anywhere from $7,000 to $88,000. The cheap tickets. The cheap tickets. I might not even watch it now. Are $7,000. Well, if you do, you'll see a lot of advertising, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I did see that number. Seven or eight, eight million dollars per 30 seconds? Yes. Uh, Seven million dollars for a 30 second spot. Again, what has this world gone, gone to? Keep in mind that is for one slot. Let's say you're Budweiser. That's just one. <laughs> let's say you're Bud, Budweiser and you're going to run four commercials, one, in a, one per quarter. Just as an example. You are going to pay. $28 million. That's just for the airtime. Now you got to produce the commercial. We're probably in for multi-millions of dollars there. So look look at how much. That's what it costs to run an ad on the Super Bowl. I hate greed, Howard. That doesn't sound a little greedy to you. I mean, they want all the money. Well, they, all that they can get. You know, how, how do you determine what something's worth? You ask what somebody will pay for it. No. And they're they're almost sold out. They will be sold out by airtime. That's seven million dollars per every time. Now that does not include if you see an ad for um, the Alpha. <laughs> it does not your local spots. These are the national spots, you know, Budweiser and so on. But if you if every time you see a commercial, ka ching, seven million dollars. I'd like to ask Brenda. Do they give local like even one spot to make a little money for yeah, themselves? They, they do. They're, they're very. It's um. I, I saw the package. Yeah, yes, there are. You will see some local advertisers in the Super Bowl. Yes. 
you know, at the first in the first Super Bowl. By the way, I didn't realize this. You would obviously know this. I didn't know the Chiefs were in the first Super Bowl. They were the Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs. I did not know that. I should have known that. Do you know what the first thirty second ad cost back uh, way back then? Twenty grand. Uh, a little bit more than that. Uh, 40, 42000 Okay. Peanuts compared to the 42000 Now we're up to $7 million. And so it goes. Uh, Prince Charles diagnosed with cancer. Victoria Jones will help us talk about that. And uh, the governor's Greenbrier properties are going up for auction. Not the Greenbrier, but the, prop, the club around it going for auction. Brad has that coming up in the next hour of the show. This is the Watchdog Morning Show. It is a Wednesday morning. So you got to please yourself.